Akwaba, welcome back to the Team Ghana EU podcast, Bite Size, where you receive news, updates, discussion, and everything significant football and Ghana related. As always, I want the listeners to be actively involved by tweeting or emailing us for discussion or wanting more information. Our three segments, as usual, youth, senior, and other. Today we'll be running a new segment by keeping the same theme called Through the Lens, but to, to add a bit of perspective. This will be interviewing knowledgeable people and regular people as to their experience, knowledge, and what Ghanaian football means to them. Memorable moments, if any. Yeah, if any. We revere, revere Brazilians, Argentinians, and Portuguese, Spanish, the list goes on. Why not Africans or, or being specific, Ghanaians? This episode has been recorded ahead of time, so there might be the odd thing that we might miss out, or there might be something big that takes place which might not obviously take place or feature in a podcast. Um, so without no further ado, obviously I'd like to introduce obviously my friend and obviously co-host on the Fully Booked po- Podcast, Lee Mason. Yes, clap me in, man. I don't care if it's just the two of us in the studio. Clap me in. I need that applause. Thanks for having me on the Team Ghana EU Podcast, man. Um, just very, very quickly, um, obviously yeah, I've introduced you obviously as my co-host obviously on the Fully Booked Podcast, yeah. but as to your... Let's say brief history of football. Yeah, I mean, brief history. Yeah. I mean, who you support, um, yeah. and maybe your your, your current favourite players. This doesn't have got. This hasn't happened. This doesn't have to be um, whether it's African or Ghanaian related. Just in general, just one or two players. Cool, who, man. Um, shall I give you a brief history of just my involvement and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, so I played um, as most most kids do that involved. I played from like nine, ten years old up until eleven aside football, Sunday league football, up until about sixteen, seventeen. Then you know. Um, girls get involved, money, you start going out and you take fo- you take less of interest actually playing but you still support your team. So I remember um, when I was about eight or nine, I'm always a big football household. My older brother was Aston, is Aston Villa. Um, I think, I don't know why. Uh, my dad's been Leeds, hence my name Lee. Don't ask me why, why he was Leeds. He's always told me because they had the hardest firm in the game when he was growing up. But I've actually come to discover that Leeds was one of the first clubs and it was a brilliant, sorry to, go into one yeah, piece there's a brilliant documentary that came on recently and I can't remember the name of it but it spoke about the fact Leeds was one of the first clubs where the fans took an active stance against racism oh, wow. there was something um, off the off the skin or something there's a, there's a programme and I'll, I'll get a few pieces you can put it, feed it into your um into your synopsis of this episode. Okay, cool. But um, Leeds were one of the first clubs, they actively, the fans, actively took a stance against racism of black players playing playing for or against them. That's interesting. I didn't yeah, know that. they were. Um, so I think that might be one of the kind of unbeknown reasons why my dad in, inadvertently named me Lee. But to go back to me, when I got into football, followed Aston Villa for a short period. I remember my first game I followed or first proper game I watched for 90 minutes, Aston Villa played Man United in the League Cup final. Yeah. This was years ago. And I remember seeing this guy up front, Daly and Atkinson. Yeah. God rest his soul. Yeah. Up front with Dean Saunders. And their link-up play was tremendous. I remember Aston Villa winning that match 3-1. And I was like, yeah, I like Aston Villa. I remember that match clearly. I remember seeing Daly Atkinson up front thinking, wow, like, you are a, play- you are a good player. And I didn't know about football then. So I liked Aston Villa for a short period. And then I think that following season, viewers out there, correct me if I'm wrong, that following season, Newcastle got promoted. And what happened was Newcastle came up and that that first season that they came up from, it was either the championship, it wasn't called the championship, it might have been the old first division or division one, whatever it was called, they came up. That first six games, I'd never seen anything like it. Anything. They won their first six games and I know that is correct. Anyone can go out there and do their research. Comment what year it was, it might have been 91, 92 or 92, 93. But they won their first six games and Andy Cole was on fire. He, he got golden boot that year. They had Andy Cole. They had Rob Lee. They had um, Peter Beardsley. They had so much attacking flair. And I remember thinking, wow, this is my team. 
Like, this is my team. I just love the way they play. I like the black and white kit, everything about them. They ha- and they had this black guy up front. And there's some debate because I remember growing up thinking Andrew Cole was Ghanaian. Okay. But, we had this discussion, right, discussion as yeah. well, so I thought so too. But I've since watched documentaries and I think he might be Jamaican. But if anyone knows out there, leave some comments. Let us Please educate the uneducated. Um, so yeah, always been a Newcastle fan. Been up to Newcastle a number of times to watch football matches. Often see them in London. But I'm a general football fan. I've travelled to watch football been to Valencia to watch football, been to Barcelona to watch football, been to Morocco during a mid-winter season break to watch a football match. I've been I've been to a few places to watch football. So yeah, that's my history of football, man. I'm a big football fan. That was my number one sport. Cool, that was amazing. Yeah. Okay, so just very, very briefly, um, as I mentioned before, um, there might be one or two things which I may miss out as such, but obviously today's essentially about through the lens of Lee Mason so yeah. I've actually whilst talking or whilst um, listening to, to Mason I thought to myself actually I'm going to very very briefly just touch on the African nations the under 23s and of course the, the senior side as well in the senior section yeah. or we may even actually just mix them um, both in together but I'll discuss the under 23s to begin with Okay. Um, so um, things I've, I've, honest, I've watched both games or certainly watched highlights of both games and both of them have looked impressive or dare I say let's I want to use the word dynamic to say the least um, yeah dynamic so I'm not going to um, be critical in any way yeah. perform um, because ultimately they've got the results they need and they've qualified into the semi-finals to play the Ivory Coast I think it is on Tuesday to potentially reach the not potentially to reach the, um, the finals yeah, under of the under 23s and if obviously if they win that semi-final they'll qualify for the Olympics in, to- in Tokyo next year which is a big gotcha. big deal because I think it will be the first time they would have qualified for the Olympics and I'm going to say in about almost 20 years so it's right. a big big deal as to their participation it's a big deal anyway because it's a showcase of it's course. a centrepiece of course I'm um, just out of interest because I don't follow the under 20 I don't really follow under international under any age group international games for this tournament do you know who the favourites were going into it mm, no but actually from my um, viewing um, from what I've seen Egypt looked hot okay. like red hot they, they won three of their group games and yeah. I'll say convincingly okay, cool. um, although they beat Ghana I think it was 3-2 but from what I saw they looked quite dominant in terms of going forward so um, I think based on just watching I think Egypt are my favourites got you yeah okay so um, I've touched on obviously the the, um, the specifics or, or what would generally be um, the makeup of the podcast in terms of talking about some of the um, results and some of the happenings obviously in African football mm-hmm. but today as I mentioned before it's about through the lens yep. of Lee Mason so mm-hmm. I'm going to touch on a few points and I haven't actually expounded on them myself so I might be um, thinking obviously whilst we're having this conversation so what crossed my mind and the reason why we're doing through the lens is because um, what I found is unlike and I'm going to use players examples and I'll, I'll continue from there so you're talking about your Messi's Ronaldo's and I'm talking yeah. about your R9's yeah. those individuals are revered mm. um, worldwide mm-hmm. but we've had players whether of, whether of African or Caribbean descent who have been in somewhat not necessarily with R9 and stuff like that but somewhat equal to them all right, yeah. and those individuals are not looked upon the same way. And I'm not saying I'm, I'm, this is nothing to do. I'm not saying there's anything to do with racism in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. I'm, I kind of want to understand why that is the case. So, is this due to exposure, which we've kind of discussed off air, yeah. or is it due to many um, any other reason? Um, I do have one or two things I yeah. do want to bring up, but I don't know. You may want to jump in or yeah, interject. I'll jump in, man. Um, so, growing up, um, uh, you got to remember the key thing for me, and I can't speak on everyone. It's growing up in a generation or with a generation of footballers. So everyone goes on about Pele and Maradona. Because I didn't grow up with them, I can't relate. So I've seen clips, yes, I've seen old clips, but I didn't watch them over a course of six, seven, eight, nine, ten seasons to see what they were about. Which is one of the reasons, and I, I might get stick for this, I'm not the biggest fan of Paul Gascoigne. 
because for for more years than not, I've known him as a drunk, yeah. as as someone who's just kind of he's now become almost horribly so a laughing stock amongst people, and it's sad. Yeah. But I saw him for about a season or two when he was half decent, and all I remember is tears at the World Cup ninety. Yeah. Likewise. That's all I remember, honestly. Likewise. With me, I've grown up in a generation where I've been where it's been Messi and Ronaldo have been dominant and they've been outstanding. And I've actually been to... I've seen Messi... I've, I haven't seen Ronaldo. I've seen Messi play a number of times. And it's just... With that, they're just... It's just... They're just amazing. I've never seen anything like it in terms of their goal-scoring ratios and records and what they can do with a football. You're right, though, because there's been a number of outstanding black players. I just missed the John Barnes era, as in he was coming to the end of his kind of... His, his kind of successes if you like yeah. but I've seen clips of how amazing was that that goal against Brazil in, yeah. insane goal which should be shown every year on someone's yeah. TV screen um, but you've got players like um, Ibrahim Barr yeah. you've got players like Stop. as you mentioned before uh, Desai George Weir yeah. and it's just like we did have we've had amazing amazing footballers but I don't know why they don't spring to the front forefront of my mind when I'm thinking of the greatest players I remember or kind of heroes of course, because of Newcastle, Andrew, Andy Cole, Andrew Cole, yep. Les Ferdinand, <laughs> they come to mind because of Newcastle United. Um, but honestly, man, I, I can't say why. Obviously, you've got the Brazilian Ronaldo, who even, once again, this might sound controversial, he only had a three or four season or five season run because he had injuries, remember? Yeah, of course. Yeah. He had injuries. But there's been Rivaldo, Ronaldinho. There's been amazing black football players, maybe not of West African descent, but of uh, of black heritage. But I'm glad you say that yeah. actually, because the players that we're talking about, we're talking about South Americans. Yeah. So um, they have that flair. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So skill aside. Yeah. The, the the kind of points I'm trying to touch on, and I was some of my notes here talk about the marketing of players. So in South America, I have got no um, qualms about how they will market their players as to. I mean, a they're good enough anyway. But I mm. mean, how they market their players to be superstars. So R9, Messi, Rivaldo. Um, the list goes on. Zico. We can we can do this all day of money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my question is. To an extent, why is it players players of whether it's African or Caribbean descent having been placed in their bracket? So you mentioned Dom, John Barnes, and I'm not being funny. He would arguably go up, um, go up, or is arguably one of the best players England have ever produced yeah, yeah, and yeah. scored some one of some of the most iconic goals that yeah, England yeah. have ever scored. Well, love, yeah. So why is it? I mean, if we look at John Barnes today, and I know he's taken a lot of stick in recent time. I love John Barnes for the stance he takes mm. and also for the player he was. Although I didn't see much of John Barnes, although I saw the goal. Mm. So my question is, why are why are these players or why aren't these players um, marketed or not even marketing? Because sometimes, because by talking about marketing, I'm actually saying that it's someone's responsibility to market them and. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that is not the case. If you want to um, see something, you need to um, be that um, example in this world. But I don't understand why we don't revere these individuals as much as we will revere the Brazilians, etc., etc. I couldn't tell you, P. And that um, might be something yeah. that we leave out there. Yeah. Because you may not have the answer. But these are things that I, that I've I've thought about when I thought I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk with Lee. Well, I'm trying to think. What well, after these guys kind of disappear from the scene? When I say that like, retire or whatever, what happens to them? Like they're not really in the public spotlight as much. But I don't know if that's what it is. I, I, I honestly don't know if that's what it is. I know one thing. You've got to remember. There's a lot of players of well in this day and age of African as well. But back in the day of Caribbean descent, especially Jamaican, like your Des Walkers, your Carlton Palmers, yeah. Viv Richards, Viv Anderson, Viv Richards, Viv Anderson. Anderson. I think maybe both. Yeah, that played for England. Yeah, and they're from Jamaica. So what's happened is because they've made that step of playing for England and not Jamaica, it's almost like Jamaica as a nation hasn't been kind of seen as this footballing 
centre place or master place. And you're getting that now as well with the African teams. Only where finish. obviously you've got West African teams that are starting to do well in the World Cup but we'll never get there if their players do not stick with playing for them and they end up playing for France yeah, and course. Germany and England of course. and I'm seeing I'm seeing black players in Spain now of course I'm like what the what's the guy up front for is it Bilbao um, to, and Iñaki Williams funny enough he's gone in as well Iñaki so, yeah. Williams this guy's playing for Spain I'm like <laughs> yo but still to, not even to my point because I don't want to um, um, press home and yeah. it's not an advantage actually press home a point to which we don't have the um, answers, answers to is a case of why is it we don't revere them, the Caribbean, the Caribbeans or the Africans as much as we revere the Brazilians, the Argentinians, and this is not a case of um, a black or white thing. All it's right. a case of is why don't we revere them right. in the same way? I'm and thinking, I, I'm thinking, it's all about. It's been it's been known that South America is about flair, like. Yeah, England invented the game, but we had the four four two. We had the long ball. We had the kind of muscular. South America is about flair. It's about how you do it. It's about flair. It's about skill. It's about technique, and that's kind of crossed over. Also, in, well, Spain have also adopted that policy of when course. they had the Cruyff era. Yeah, and I think that might be one of the reasons as well because you've got that flair, skill, capacity. We want we want to be wild. You go into Barcelona, Real Madrid. It's a theatre. You're not watching a football match. You're watching a a theatre. You're watching a play, and you need to entertain the crowd. Whereas in the UK for a number of years, you get that Arsenal, 1-0 to the Arsenal. Yeah. It was all about 1-0, sorry, all about winning. And it was all about that winning mentality. In these other countries, how do you win? That could be it. Okay. I don't know if I've actually, this is not a case of you having the answers for me or, or any. It's a case of, I don't know if I've still, I'm still satisfied with the answers that yeah. we've actually come up with. So this might be one for um, the listeners to um, chime in and so on and so forth. Another thing which I noted down and we've kind of gone that, that down the road is obviously, not obviously, well, obviously is a word I, I repeat, quite of, I repeat quite often. But um, Caribbeans were here mm. before the Africans. Yeah. And I hope I don't lose my my train of thought. Um, is that, um, come on, come on, come on. No, oh, so no, in Africa, all mm. right, Players like um, Asimov Jan, like he's a god back home. Like, like back home. Like when I when I when I've dug deep and I've looked, mm. he's a god back home. Like, I think mm-hmm. he's the most. Uh, I don't want to say he's the most cat, but certainly scored the most goals, etc. etc. He's a mm-hmm. god mm-hmm. back home. Mm-hmm. Um, Abedi Pele. Now, I've, when I've done my research in terms of doing these, um, let's let's call them compilations, but certainly these, these videos. Abedi Pele was as good as some of the players that we see today. I'm talking about top five, top three, like in the world. Mm. But I didn't know nothing about him. Mm-hmm. And if I look back to um, Marseille won the Champions League in 92, 93. I was obviously I wasn't um I wasn't really watching watching football at that point. Mm. But the players that will come to mind, Badger might be too uh, slightly too early. Um, but Romario was in and around the era. And what I'm saying is we looked at those oh, individuals, yeah, yeah. but why didn't we look at the Abede Pele, etc. etc. So it's taken did, did he play, was Abede Pele play no, they didn't make the World Cup ninety four, did they? No. Because the World Cup ninety four was my first World Cup that like I remember. Us. Yeah? And um, you're right, you're Roberto Baggio's. It was either, but, but I can't remember, 94, 98. I know 94 was my first World Cup. That was USA, wasn't it? Yeah. And that's when the Colombians scored the old goal and get shot. Yes. It, yeah, because there was a lot of drama. Right. It was either 94, 98, where Baggio, Italy got to the final and Baggio was a star. I don't think they won it, but Baggio... Final, they went to yeah, final. That was 94, 98. It was 94. Right. So that's my first World Cup yeah. that I remember. And I think I remember Romario at that World Cup. Was he yes, at 94 or 98 or both? He's at both. Right. I remember, and I remember I was thinking, wow, like this little guy, and he can just, the way he used to score goals. So that was my first kind of introduction to world international football, if that makes sense, properly on a big stage. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I can't remember what your point was, but uh, yeah, I can't remember what your point Oh, oh my point was, so you saying the BD Pelly was, in your opinion, now that you've gone back and researched some clips, one of the best... He's Ghanaian, right? Yes. Ghana didn't make the World Cup in 94, did they? No. 
that's probably that could be a reason why I never he never come to my mind. Maybe I mean, who was he playing for Marseille? He played for Marseille, and yeah. he went. He was he was part of their like their front. Thing. He was like one of the main men. There. Just like you, ninety two, ninety three. I can't remember that, bruv. I can't, in terms of the Champions League, I cannot remember. All European Cup was called. Cool. I it, can't see, it, might, it might be all down to exposure because even today, these are thoughts I was looking at. Um, obviously, football. I was listening to um, talk sport, and they were talking about um, football and distribution of rights and, and money and so on and so forth. Football, although it, football being the great game and entertaining, because it's so entertaining, is um, is marketable. So you've got a lot, a lot of money involved in football. So the exposure is different now in comparison to what it was then. So you've got players such as yeah, Raheem still not- Sterling, who are now at the forefront, yeah. and we celebrate them, etc., etc. But yeah. I'm still in... I don't want to go back to my initial question as to why don't we revere the uh, Romarios as we did the Abede Pele's, etc. But the, the some of the thoughts and things that I wrote down was, mm. um, the Car- Caribbeans were here, obviously, before the Africans. Yeah. Right? And so, we're in an era where, I'm going to say, um, exposure's everything, all right? And I hope I don't lose where I'm going. Um, but you, but the Caribbeans have here. So the Caribbeans have been here, yeah. and they've um, had an opportunity to obviously be in the system, the footballing system, where you're talking about the Fiv Anderson, the Barnes, so on and so forth. Yeah. Whereas only now, where you're getting a few Africans come through there, um, another generation yeah, forward. Yeah, now yeah, you're getting yeah, Africans yeah. come through. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, it may be now where we might be looked at, or or comparisons may be drawn. Where individuals like myself, who 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 has obviously African heritage, where I may look at your, I'm going to Hudson Doy, I'm going to come to mind. I don't know mm, why, but mm. Hudson Doy. There's a few others, mm. but he's the first person that comes to mind. Where mm. I may look at him and think to myself, <coughs> Hudson Doy. Let me think of a young, a Mason Mount. Like, mm. well, these are two young players, but I'm I'm thinking of um, people who are maybe a little bit older, mm. um, who I may look at them the same, and I may revere them and admire them the same way, um, yeah, and admire them the same way. And mm-hmm. kids who are young. All right, who were my age when I was looking at R nine, might look at um, Hudson Odoi and Mason Mount the same way, or mm-hmm. they may look at um, you know those same two individuals. That's a good be... point. We're not going to know that for a number of years. No, we're not going to know. It's that. in years to come, I think. But what mm. I have, why I've raised these points is because I've read things, I've done my research as to the marketability or not marketability. That's not well, that is one thing, but the marketing of the clubs and potentially the players. This is something I don't want to say we're new to, but something mm. we need to get. I'm just throwing out things I could be incorrect something we're new to or something we need to get better at mm-hmm. or perceptions I don't know I don't have the, the answers as such I might have things I can point out as to why but I don't necessarily have the answers mm-hmm. um, that was a good conversation so let me just move on very quickly um, Senior we're not going to do probably any other business mm. um, no 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 we'll touch on no 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 this is through the lens so I don't necessarily want to talk about specifics as such mm. um, I'll do senior and then we'll take you from there okay okay senior football so um, as of today um, I forget what the date is but it doesn't really matter um, Ghana played South Africa and won I'm going to say quite convincingly in a um, African Nations 2020 or 2021 qualifier okay um, so that's just information obviously for the people um, I don't know if you touched on I know you touched on them briefly but um, again, we might be going in circles, and I hope I'm not. But who were your real hero? I mean, my heroes growing up, R9 was my for me, and I know this has been said, and I know I've done a post on this. R9 for me was the first superstar of the uh, of modern day football. Yeah. Um, so just very briefly, maybe who were your who were your who 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 were your heroes? And then actually from there, we'll just yeah, yeah go on. Um, growing up as a child. There was a couple of seasons, and I remember in particular. I remember one particular Ronaldo. I'm gonna okay. say it first, Ronaldo, the original Ronaldo. But I remember a particular game I watched him play. This is when 
Eurosport. I don't know if they still even have a channel. It used to be something called Eurosport, and they would show either I think it was Monday or Tuesday night highlights at ten across European leagues. It's, you needed to be into football to know these things. Of yeah. course. Barcelona played away at someone like Valladolid or someone like that, and Ronaldo scored a goal from the halfway. Like he ran from the halfway, and they run five one away, something yeah. like that. Ronaldo scored a goal. He ran from the halfway line. He was an absolute beast. I think that season he was top scorer, but he was an absolute beast. The problem with like so Ronaldo had my attention for a season or two, but the problem was it's about consistency with me, and I think Ronaldo got injured a couple of times, and I just don't. And I know he's done all right at Real Madrid. He went to Inter Milan. Yeah, so he was. I mean, actually, funny enough, I watched. I know. Well, not that you don't know, but yeah. so he we had that phenomenal year. So he had that great year in at PSV. Then from PSV, he was mm. PSV for a year. Went to Barcelona there for a year. Mm. Went to Inter Milan. Had a phenomenal first season and good second season, which led into the World Cup. Actually, had a good World Cup, and mm. then that's when the injury started. And he just yeah. disappeared for essentially five years. Yeah, I used to love. Um, I'm from the 98 World Cup I think this was which is the World Cup where Burkamp scored a brilliant goal against Argentina late Burkamp yeah Cliver as well which World Cup was it where Brazil beat them on penalties in the semi-finals 98 98 again yeah um, Cliver as well was my hero was one of my heroes Um, obviously Newcastle players so Andy Andy Cole when he was there Beersley Ferdinand they were like favourite players of mine Uh, Rob Lee as well believe it or not central midfielder um, I'm trying to think who else across Europe, man, that I really, really liked. I used to quite like the attack. I was never an attacker, so I think I always appreciated and marveled at attackers. So I used to like people like Gabriel Batistuta. Oh, like, like, I used to like forwards like Stoichkov, Batistuta, Samuel Eto'o was incredible. I I think teams that I really liked, I would find players in those teams. So Barcelona was always a team like They always had sensational players going forward. I mentioned some of them already, like Juran Ardinos, yeah? They all were Rivaldos. They always had sensational players going forward. So I, I, a number of them, Stoichkov, as I mentioned, Eto, number of them, obviously Henri. So it's like attacking players, but at the same time, there's a couple of um, defensive-minded players that spring to mind. I remember seeing... Um, oh, man. I remember seeing... He wasn't a hero, but I remember seeing Lastiara play once. And I, always, I didn't know what the hype was about him. And I watched him for Real Madrid against Barcelona at the new Camp. And he controlled a game which had everyone on that pitch. Actually, Ronaldo might have played. Had everyone at Ibrahimovic on that pitch, Messi. I don't know if Ronaldo was on that pitch, he might have been, but I remember seeing Lastiara play and thinking, you are a player. But yeah, in terms of heroes, I think I've named the ones that kind of really stuck to mind. And modern day, it's even like Messi's my favourite player of all time. And then Ronaldo, I can't I can't deny him. It's like, it's just like you can really hate someone's just the way they are. Like he's he's I can see he's so focused and so selfish, but he needs to be. But I admire the fact that he's just, he is just so professional. But I don't like him. And it's just probably because he always played for the rivals of the team I really yeah, like. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, I think that's it, man. In terms of, there's there's a number of players in him that I really liked. Yeah. Messi, but I loved. Andrew Cole, I loved. Ronaldo, I loved at one point. And Barcelona's attacking players, I loved. like, And they've had great ones. Semi to to semi kind of like draw the let's say the podcast to conclusion. Yeah. What I'm going to do, which I'm glad you did, you touched on many players which I admired. Name me some. Yeah. Um, no, I will do this. Name me some um, Ghanaian players that you um, you may scratch your head. I don't know, but name me Go some on. Ghanaian players that you actually played for Ghana or Ghanaian heritage. Um, either. So name me some players that played for Ghana. Yes. Fucking there you go. Yeah, so I mean, I'm going to allow you to think. I mean, yeah. I mean, you can obviously. I want you yeah. to answer the question. I don't want, yeah. I don't want to cut you up and then then, then speak over you. But yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. You name me some, and in fact, you could name me some African players. Can I name you African players? Yes, because I'll tell you who one of my favorite players was. Yaya fucking. Oops, sorry, language. That's fine, Yaya Toure, insane player. So Yaya, that's Ivory Coast. Um, Yaya Toure. In fact, Drogba, I watched at Marseille, yes. and the reason I did, and I will tell you this, you can do your research again. But I know some of my football. Marseille, play, Marseille played Newcastle in. Um, uh, used to be the UEFA Cup yeah. and they knocked Newcastle out and I think, Mar- I think Marseille might have won it that season but they knocked Newcastle out in the quarterfinals Drogba scored twice after that I followed him because he was a monster and I remember it might have still been in the days of Eurosport I can't remember but I remember this guy always used to score for Marseille so after that and then his first season at Chelsea he scored goals but he was almost it was a laughing stock a little bit it was a bit yeah, cl- of a calamity it. but he still scored goals that season because Mourinho brought him in but he's an exceptional he's an exceptional leader for me I just think he's a leader and the reason I like Drogba he's born in the same he's born sound weird but he's born in the same month as me so I always knew he's a March baby and all the rest of it but um, Ghanaian players to be honest if I didn't know what you've told me off air about Ghanaian heritage players so I know some of them are Ghanaian heritage who didn't play for Ghana i.e. your Disais and all the rest of yeah. it um, I couldn't name you any. I know the Boatings are both Ghanaian and one plays for Ghana and one plays for Germany but they're not players that I'll be like yeah heroes whatever I none of them are sticking to mind bro help me furthermore um, oh wow um, help me man as to modern or just tell me about Ghanaian players that you know of that play for Ghana that will that that would be known if you said their name okay so Steven Apia is, is, is revered in Ghana um, yeah. obviously because he's probably one of the, our greatest captains obviously Michael Essien obviously oh apologies yeah. Essien of course I know Essien um, Essien yeah. obviously yeah, yeah. I know I've mentioned Abede Pele I'm actually going to um, forget a few I know mm. Asimo Jan because he played yeah. in Sunderland and then you kind of track his um, his mm-hmm. um, his career from there and there are a few more. Um, Samuel Kufour, and because of he played for Bayern Munich. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, trying to think. There's the one beating his fist on the ground. I remember that, boy. There are a few. I've actually yeah. forgot. I've actually yeah. forgot a few. But yeah. actually, enjoying the podcast to, to a close. And it's not yeah. a case of me trying to make a point as such. What I want people to kind of understand, or, 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 or the new perspective I'm trying to bring, mm. I want people to understand what. Um, I was going to use the word. I don't want to use that word. Um, I was going to use the word outsiders, but other p- people from other other backgrounds, yeah. how they view Ghanaian football, and Lee's very very knowledgeable football. The football is dis- we discuss football quite frequently, but Lee, being of Caribbean descent, he himself only knows a very very little bit in regards to Ghanaian football. He doesn't have to know anything about Ghanaian football, mm. but for some reason, our players are not. Um, I don't know. Um, yeah, for whatever reason, but we don't view them or look at them in the same way, and I'm, and and I, I can't explain that at this moment in time. Again, it, it's all down to exposure. But I think it's important that people understand. Um, your friend from down the road may look at things different from you, or someone from another country may look at things different from you. I think I just want to highlight that. The question, I, right? You hit the nail on the head. The question I'd ask is: Remember, we we well, we live in the UK, yep. yeah. So. People retire from England, they go into commentary, they go into football shows or podcasts. I'm still in the light. I still know who Gary Lineker is. Yep. Do you know what I mean? They're still around, the Shearers, your Alan Hansons and all yes. these kind of people. Would it be different if, if we lived in Ghana? Yes, I think so it would. W- would I know, would I remember some of these players? Would I know, would I, yeah, exactly that. Would I remember some of the players that play for Ghana? Are they on Ghanaian football weekly highlight shows? So no, I don't know. It'd no, be that, good if you could interview someone who is Ghanaian. Or that's that is actually my plan yeah. because it's quite a number of individuals of Ghanaian heritage in this country, uh, to which obviously I would like to sit down with at some point to have these type of discussions. So through the lens of mm. this person or that person. But I sat there and when I thought of the concept, I thought to myself, no, I think actually I want to get everyone's perspective to get so other people can see and understand. This is the view from here. Mm. This is the view from here. But to kind of even touch on the point you made and to draw a um, conclusion. Um, you, you mentioned Anna Hansen and so on and so forth mm. they've had their careers 
Now, mind you, we're in England, so uh, it's to be expected. Mm. And they're still Probably, in the front yeah. line, but yeah. worldwide. And again, oh. it might be down to exposure and the type of exposure and where people prioritise um, their energy. Mm-hmm. But that is the point um, I wanted to make. Uh, but um, Lee Mason, it's yeah, been, it's been nice awesome. Very, very good conversation. Appreciate um, it, man. This will be out very, very soon. Yes. If well, it will be out very, very soon. Um, obviously, once you're here, it will be out. Um, much appreciate, guys, and take care. And um, look forward to seeing you in the next fortnight. Thanks for having me.